The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Welcome, everyone, to the Eclipse version of Miracles <laughs> and Recovery. I think we kind of got robbed down here in Florida. We, um, The eclipse was supposed to happen at, what, 255, Ellen? I think it, it was, was it happened maybe a little earlier than that, but yes, and we had clouds. Yeah, so I mean, we as, didn't see anything. As, I mean, fortunately enough, I think, I think God saw it fit because I'm not good at taking direction and when they say <laughs> don't look I kept telling myself I'm not going to look I'm not going to look and I and I found myself kind of peeking and fortunately enough I mean I, I I would hope to think that I wouldn't you know just try to lose vision for the rest of my life for you know uh, three seconds of uh, stimulus but you know who, who knows fortunately enough it was cloudy and it didn't even get dark like they said it was supposed no, to get dark. i was I, disappointed I in the darkness too yeah. i know in north carolina where i'm from they did get the total effect and i forget there's a term for it um total <laughs> but anyway they they got the total darkness and they said that the you know the crickets came out you know the all the night noises started happening and the street lights came out and all that stuff so i'm sure it was very cool if you were somewhere where the total eclipse happened but here it was kind of just a, a letdown for me yeah i was I disappointed mean- yeah, it is what it is. I guess everything else, when you when you throw all your eggs in one basket. Well, yeah, and there was yeah. so much hype around this for weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, for a long time, because you know where I'm from was one of the places where a lot of people came, and so they've been talking about it oh, for you about mean a they, year. They, they fly oh, yes. to, yeah. there were there yeah. were hundreds and thousands of people. No hotel rooms. The flights were booked for months. For two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. and then and then they got in a traffic jam. Well, well I guess it's, it's a big party. party. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's all well and good. You know, I this. You know, last week we were talking about um, getting back to the subject at hand. Last week <laughs> we were talking about you know not giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, and and being part of the process and all that. I'm going to read uh, something that was written on Facebook from. A young gentleman who I had the pleasure of coaching in baseball for many years and football for a few years. Uh, his name is uh, Billy H. I'll use his last name. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't care, but um, it says, Find five years clean and sober today. Every year, I picture myself on the phone with Ray Lynch trying to talk my way out of going to rehab <laughs> and him having no part of it. Feeling like that little kid getting yelled at on the baseball field, LOL. I remember sitting in my father's chair as he scolded me, looking at the clock and realizing it was time to surrender. 
without my family, rehab, holding facilities, and halfway houses, along with meetings, I would have never made it. I know. I tried. The person reading this, still out there running, be open-minded and take suggestions from the professionals. You're not going to like all the suggestions, but do it anyway. I went from losing my kid, car, home, job, and family to gaining it all back and then some. And then, you know, he goes on to thank, you know, specific people. And he put, you guys played a bigger role than you'll ever know in keeping my son's father alive. I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I was. How? Now, how incredible was that? You know, you, you take you take someone who is in the throes of active addiction in total despair. My life is a mess. And I'm absolutely not saying that it was my phone call. It was it was divine intervention. God was working through me to tell this young man get your tail where get your tail where it's supposed to be. You know, and, and fake it till you make it if that's what you have to do. Do what I did. If you want what I have, do what I did. I went kicking and screaming. So go kicking and screaming. Well, I like think most said, of you guys do, don't you? I, well, yeah. Uh, unless, uh, unless you're like so passed out that you you go in unconscious. But you wake up kicking and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's some so, kicking and screaming always yeah. to, I mean, to I making still that change. Today, I think. But, uh, you know. It's just so powerful to, you know, and tears of tears of uh, of joy were like running down my face, and it really wasn't anything other than this kid recognizing what he has made with his life, and it's got really, you know, he's the driving force. I mean, we we were a part of the vehicle that got him to day one. But after that, you need to stand up and take responsibility. Yeah. And that's where I say, don't give up five minutes, ten minutes. Don't give up before it happens because who's to say how many times you're going to get that um, grace again, you know? And I'm grateful today that I can be part of people's recovery. You know, I'm proud to be part of what it is that he's doing with his life. Even though I don't see him, we're, we're in two completely different states today. And, you know, I was very close with his dad going, you know, he grew a neighborhood kid. Fortunately enough, he didn't do what I did, but he was still there and he was never one of the ones to judge me for what it was that I did. He was always one of the ones that would pull over and ask me how I was doing. Um, you know, do you need a sandwich? Or he was one of those kind of people. So that just goes to show you that addiction doesn't care. It really doesn't. No. It's a great it, leveler. It, yeah, it, it passed him and jumped to his right. son. Yeah. You know, and fortunately. That's kind enough, of what happened in, you know, with my children, too. It jumped over my husband and me and manifested in the kids. Right. Or or, or it catches like. Mine, it got it got my my parents, and then and then it got a bunch of us too. So it has no, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no, no scheme. It just it just picks it picks and chooses, and everyone is who it tries to get, you know. And I'm grateful today that I can not only be um, grateful for how far I've come, but to also be grateful to see how people. Or, or, or even, or even my personal influence. Yeah, you know? be able to give that back. Yeah, you yeah. know what you were given. That's got to be very. Um, well, it's got to make you happy 
to see oh, yeah. that you know that that it actually touches someone and 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 you can get them the way that somebody got through to you mm-hmm. and make that difference and turn that life around. And you know, also what what I'd like to do is I mean, not I'm not only commending Bill for doing what he's doing, but more so. All of the people who didn't give up on him. Right. You know, because there are so many castaways. There are so many people that are shunned. There are so many people that are just pushed out onto the street and kicked out of the river. Um, and, you know, there there are reasons for that. Oh, no, this is true. Um, and some of them are pretty valid. It's it's really hard to live with somebody who's, who's in the throes of active, active addiction. <laughs> you know, they're stealing from you. They're sneaking around, bringing, you know, scary people around. There are, you know, they they're lying, manipulating. The yeah. yeah, and then they yeah. turn into the scary people. Sometimes they're violent. It It is very, very difficult and frightening to live with someone with with the disease that's progressed to that point. And it doesn't take it. that long before yeah. it gets to that point. So what do you do? The best you can with what you have, and usually that means that you have to... Um, you know, if they won't accept treatment, if they yeah. won't listen to anybody, a lot of times you have to tell them to go. And that's very, very difficult, you know, and just hope and pray that they come back. Right. And, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, it's it, it's okay to do that. If you're out there and you're listening and you're like, what do I do with my, my loved one that is acting out and bringing all of this chaos into my living room? It's okay to say you got to go because it was done. That grace was given to me. And I say that like, you know, you, you, I'm sure when you were dealing with your active addicts, it wasn't as easy as me saying, and that was okay. I was fine with what um, my parents and family had to do with me. One, because it justified my use to me. Right. So on a negative way, I was fine with it. But a little did I know that would be what saved my life when they told me I got to go. You're on your own, dude. You can't yeah. even get your mail here. Mail. I mean, what yeah, what mail? are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so I think as tough as it is to say, I love you but I can't be around you and I can't support what you're doing as tough as that is. That's when the change really starts because the change started with my mother before it started with me. And I think with her change forced mine because I lost, I lost one of my, one of my avenues of emotional terrorism, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm grateful today that she started that process in her and ultimately through reverse osmosis, I guess, because I was pushed away. It wasn't because I was around her I got it. Through being shunned or, or, or you know, held at bay, I started understanding that, you know, the life that I was living was really nothing that I wanted any part of. Well, I think it's like you said last week, you had reached a saturation point. Yeah. You know, where you you made a decision that you didn't really want to die. And I think that's what it comes down to with a lot of people. Is, well, you know, because this disease will kill you. Oh, you know, that's, that's, that's what it that's wants the end goal. to do. That's yeah. the end game. Yeah, the end so, goal is to take you out. 
at some point, I think maybe people have a, a light bulb moment and it's like, I'm going to die if I don't stop this. So how do I stop? And that's not easy. Yeah. I, you know, sadly, dying was okay. Um, and that moment of clarity was, no, it's not. You, yeah. you, need to, you need to do something. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're confused or if you're past the confused point and you have some wisdom to share on the airwaves, Dial 866-472-5792. Don't be intimidated, but Sweden's listening. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really? Mean, it's, it's, it's grateful to be able to share our message, not only over the airwaves. It's Ellen and I sitting in the studio, and we're talking back and forth about this, that, and the other thing, and recovery, and how it works, and abstinence, and all of that different stuff. But to tone in and tune in on who we are sharing this message with, this is an international um, listenership. And we get people from Russia. We get people from Indonesia. We get people from China. We get people from, you know, all over the United States listening to our message. I guess it must be doing something because they're coming back. That's awesome. It's very awesome. And, you know, it's awesome to me, too, that they can understand us. You know, not oh, only is it countries? English, but, yeah. yeah, but we've got Southern English and we've got Boston English. Uh, <laughs> well, so we've got these I, accents hey, going, too. I, I talk like the, t- the people on TV. Who are you kidding? Yeah, what, Ray Donovan? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, there you there go. You go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, yeah, with, with that, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the people that you love. Yes, if you have to put them out of your close inner circle for a while. Well, until I think, they can- you know, there are ways you can offer. And, you know, I'm in a lot of support groups where there are moms who come on and say, you know, I begged him to go to, to detox. I begged him to go to rehab and he just refused and he walked out the door and, you know, that was that. And so... There are situations where there is nothing that you can do except let them walk away. There are situations where there is nothing you can do except say, if you're going to, if you want to stay here, you cannot do this anymore, and let them make the choice. And they will very often make the choice to go. We have a caller on hold. This oh, is awesome. Donna, and actually, this is Bill's mom, the one that I was speaking really? about at the beginning of the show. Hi, Donna. How are you? Hi there. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well tonight. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. So, so share with me a little bit. I don't know if you were listening at the beginning, but I, uh, I shared Billy's post over the, uh, over the um, airwaves oh. about what he wrote with, with him being five years clean, and that's that's huge. I mean, that I'm sure. That is a major accomplishment. I'm sure. Just share as a mother the 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 elation you have when you wake up every morning knowing that you know where your child is and knowing that his life is on track today and everything seems to be clicking in the right direction. It, it feels like a miracle. It's like a new life. Um, I really didn't know this would ever happen. Um, and it, it's still scary. Even after five years, it's five wonderful years. And it's still one day at a time. You still have to think, yeah, right. today, it's a good day. He's here, he's good, and we hope that it stays that way. And Billy's pretty 
pretty strong, and he's yeah. He was looking yeah. He was always a t- he was always he really a tough was. little kid. Um, yeah, he wanted the change. Um, yeah. So I, I think he's pretty good, but I'm still afraid. You know. You oh no, and you and you have that. Uh, you have that. You have that. Oh, ultimate. I think that never goes away. No, you have that ultimate right. I mean, because you're a mother, and because you love your child, and watch watching him go through what he went through. There are no guarantees. Like I say, I'm 28 years clean but today's still a good day to get high i'm an addict that's what we do so you know he, he's not out of the woods he's just go, he's just pointing himself in the right direction you know and it's funny I, you know the little reminders that we i i i texted him and told him to call in i said call in at eight o'clock and he texted me back and said softball playoffs and listen <laughs> yeah. this is what i texted i texted Oh, and softball playoffs kept you clean for five years, but I didn't push send because I didn't want to mess with his mind. <laughs> you no, know? Funny too. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd be up at bat swinging and missing because he'd yeah, be like, he'd oh, be man. About, oh, man, yeah. Ray wanted me to call in and I didn't do it. He did it to me again. Game. He did it to me again. <laughs> But no, but I mean that's that's the that's the true fact. You have to allow somebody their life, which he ultimately mm-hmm. gave back to himself, his child, mm-hmm. um, his family. But you do have to be aware of his surroundings. If I mean, because I've said before, you know, you relapse way way before you even pick up the substance. So, you know, it's always good to have a healthy awareness of of where. You are in his recovery so that you can, you know, keep him in check. Well, and I think as a mom, and I'm a mom of addicts as well, um, we go through it with you. It's not just watching. We're living it. And and mm-hmm. in some ways it's worse because we're not even high. You know, yeah. <laughs> we don't get, yeah. there's, there's nothing and soft about it for us. I think the worst part is the powerlessness. Yes. Because as a parent, you want to fix things. They fall down, you pick them up. And this is not something you can do for somebody else. This is <laughs> the, the one big themselves. thing we cannot fix. Yeah, as... as um, it took me a long time to get that. Right. I mean, when, when Billy was a kid and he, you know, snapped his wrist or he <laughs> broke a leg or something, you could pick him up and, and carry him home and get him fixed up. With this, there was nothing you could do. You could just have to innocently watch him crush himself yeah, you know there's really can, nothing uh, you can do you you can you know make them go to rehab if they'll stay you can put them right. in detox if they'll stay I even do that i mean we we tried and at one point i just said you know what i think at this point give us the keys to the house and go away you you, you don't yeah. have a family here until you make different choices uh, you mm-hmm. want help we'll give you all the help you need what whatever but you have to decide you want to make a choice but you know i i think a, a big factor was we had a, a younger he had a much younger sibling at home who was witnessing all of this right oh she was horrified and too i'm sure yeah that was it was huge um when her piggy bank went missing yes it's yes. time you know get out <laughs> yeah, you know, we we had that same to, situation yeah, yeah. several times. Well, we're about ready to go to break. Donna, stay with us through the commercial. I want to bring you on the other side if you have time. Uh, so, yeah. 
please, by all means, call in, dial 866-472-5792. Let your voice be heard. Share your experience, strength, and hope. With Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. We'll be back on the other side of the commercials. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We have Donna on the line and we've been speaking she's a mother of a addict who is in recovery has five years recovery and is doing fantastic let me ask you donna what did you do for yourself to get you through billy's chaos that he brought to your door oh well <laughs> uh, i threw things <laughs> um, yeah that works um, i'm i'm Portuguese-Italian, so yeah, that was the first reaction was to throw stuff and um, a lot of tears and a lot of research because I'm a doer and I'm a little bit of a control freak and like I said earlier, the powerlessness, having no control was, I think, accepting that was the hardest thing that I had to do. Mm. Um, But 
Yeah, I mean, I can literally remember being going down to the beach and picking up rocks and just throwing them in and bigger rocks and heavier rocks. and um, mm. that, Yeah, physical. And then we came to the house he had been living in, um, the family. My father-in-law had passed away, and he was living in the family home, and we came here. And, of course, I cannot even describe, you know, what the place was like. So there was a lot of physical activity to be done there. Um, <laughs> cleaning things mm. up, and um, so physical activity. Now, did he, was did he number he one? Came and back. a lot of praying. My sister dragged me off to church, and <laughs> um, talking to family. You know, my husband and I went back and forth. You know, whether we had done the right thing or, you know. We had we had our well, moments. You do, and and with two parents, it's very often that you know I have found that you don't agree on how to handle it. We so that can be difficult first. too. Um, yeah, I was more, you know, get the hell out, and he was more, well, let's see what we can do. Um, yeah. And there was there had to be a, a happy medium in between. You know, it wasn't just throw them out it was we we've, yeah there have to be consequences but we got to try to help he didn't know what to do we didn't know what to do yeah, right. nobody, knows what right. to nobody, nobody really knows what to do there's I mean, really, it, yeah there's not a lot yeah. you can do except offer them help and love if, I mean, if it's I think even I, available i think i remember the the day that i the day that i told on myself to my mother that I was that I was using heroin and it was like I don't necessarily know if I did it intentionally because like I said I was an emotional terrorist that early on but it was almost like I dropped a bomb on the living room table yeah and then just went up and took a shower and and she sat <laughs> down on the couch shooting heroin. yeah no she shot she sat down on the, the couch end. and shook like a leaf saying oh my god well what, what happened to my my baby you well know? then and, you immediately go into what can we do how yeah. do we do it where can we get help she was in fight you mode. know it's yeah. to you know this is not happening this is that right. was my thought it this is not happening yeah. i am going to fix yeah. it and i remember i was going to ask you donna you speak you speak like you've been to some 12-step meetings you know talking about powerlessness and things like that um did I've, you ever I've gone to a couple of al-anon meetings yes there we go I did okay that way back yeah um more reading than anything, because finding time, at, like I said, I had a little one run, that I was running around, so it was more reading that I did on my own, um, you know, trying to... Whatever works, you know. Yeah. Well, right. I can well, remember well. walking into my first Al-Anon meeting and listening. You know, I didn't know anything about it. I had just found out that my daughter was an addict and in very bad shape after actually many years of fooling me right. shows how much I do so, but uh, you know, we do. I walked in the room and they were talking about you know jail and crack houses and you know needles and letting somebody drink himself to death in a room mm-hmm. and not wanting to check on him because they might have to deal with it and I thought this is not for me we are fixing this She's going to go to rehab, and we're going to take care of it. But and you know something, that is something not what happened. Something you just said, um, you know, what you, you said, I just found out after a long time. I, I don't know if when my mother ultimately we had that quick conversation. I don't know if she didn't know a long time before because she told me, you know, you, you, you usually don't leave your car like that. What's going on? Um, 
you usually don't leave this like that. What's going on? So I think she knew. She just didn't want to. I really you didn't. Know? You could have rolled a steamroller over me. I had no idea. I, I knew that her personality seemed to have changed. Uh-huh. And she wasn't yeah. stealing and things like that at that point because her boyfriend was a drug dealer. And we she didn't, didn't know that to. either. Yeah. And until he got arrested, we had no idea. But, I mean, she was angry, but I thought she was going to college and working full-time, and I just thought she was tired. Yep. Was that, Donna? I, yep, absolutely. I had, I had absolutely no idea. I knew he was drinking, and there is a history in our, both our families of alcohol, right. alcoholism. So, you know, I thought, you know what, I think, you know, he may need some help. I think he may be drinking a little too much. He had, his marriage had just fallen apart. We thought that, that was the cause of all the problem. Turns out it was, you know, a result of the drug and alcohol use. And, and that was, I, I, when things started disappearing, I honestly thought he was gambling. Really? I thought he was, just, <laughs> my yeah. father was, well, was just... an obsessive gambler and had... Uh introduced him to gambling i thought he's got a gambling right. problem you know that's that's well, either way you know what well, i mean however it, either way, however it manifests and it, however addiction manifests you know uh, gambling uh, alcohol drugs lying cheating stealing it it's all the same you know unfortunately enough mm-hmm. um he had solid parents, and I can only say that because I know you. I, I don't know yeah. of every addict out here that, that has solid parents, but he had solid, loving parents that, you know, took up after him and told him, no, this isn't okay. This isn't the way that that we live. This isn't the way that we brought you up. So, no, it's not okay. Like my mother, you, my mother said to me, you know, you're going to act like that. You go. Uh, this isn't yeah. what we do here. I have six other children in the house. You got to go. Ultimately, I just packed my pair of socks and went. <laughs> you know, that one pair of socks. Yeah, that one, one pair of socks. One. I wish I still had it. I mean, well, I really had had friends living in the park. Uh, you know, up here at Hazelwood, and Bingo. I just was like, you can go and join your friends in the gazebo. <laughs> and there, We actually yeah. have a gazebo That's here, and there are some do. addicts living in it. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't want to keep you longer than, than you need to. I know you said you were sitting on the driveway because you had poor signal in your house. Uh, yes, just, I, I'm just grateful that you called, and I'm glad, that, so uh, I'm glad that I get to talk to you for a couple of minutes, even though millions of people around the world are listening. I'm sorry. I'm joking. Oh my God. I'm no, joking. I didn't I'm joking. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, until Billy, we said congratulations. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, Donna. Well, Stay thank blessed. You, Ray. All right. No, thank you. Thank you. It's what we do. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. You know, it's it's it, it's great to um to be able to connect with somebody who is a success story because oh, yeah. far too many people out there, you know, this isn't a, this is not a, for lack of a better word, movement of people who need it. This is people, you know, recovery is for people who want it, embrace it and, and change, well, you know, have, because yeah, they really, if it was for everyone, then, then we wouldn't we even would have, have to, a problem. No, we wouldn't. There wouldn't be all of this despair, and you know, because we could just swoop everyone up and your turn, your turn, your turn. It doesn't work that way. 
Not everybody gets out of this alive. It seems that most people don't get out of it alive. The majority of them trying to change. This is um, we're in an epidemic in this country right now that is very frightening. It's killing at least 144 people a day, and I, you know, I sit a lot of times and wonder how this happened. You know, we know the the whole story about pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. saying that the opioid drugs weren't addictive, and then you know all the overprescribing of them, but. Is that truly all of it? No, it can't be. You know what I, I mean? Don't think like, so I, either. Well, you know, to be honest with you, you can only you can only atone that to as many years as say Big Farmer came and made oxys. Yeah, it's I was in out the there. 90s. I was out there using. I, I stopped even before they came on the market. Right. I've never had. I've never experienced. I mean, granted, other pills, other opioids, but that no, that wiped out that wiped out generations. So, w- addiction's been around forever. Well, and you know, the largest population of overdoses is in the Medicare bracket. If you look at the overdose statistics, particularly here in Florida, which I, I went to a, a thing that the county put on a few months ago. And in 2015, Medicare was the largest payer, larger than indigent care, Medicaid, and commercial insurance. Mm -hmm. More overdoses happened in that population. So I don't think most of those people are using heroin. Uh, but no, and also they say that it's not, you know, uh, an overdose really isn't just on a specific substance. It usually is a three. Well, they, yeah, they, and they isolated them out. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, overdoses in general, and there are, there are a lot of them, and I think Part of the problem now is that we've got the fentanyl and the carfentanil coming out, and those are much, 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 much stronger. Right, and and well, I mean, when I was when I was using, you know, heroin was cut with Valium or something else, and what they said was is that it wasn't just the heroin; it was the heroin, the Valium, and right. the methadone, or or yeah, I think mi- mixing it with benzodiazepines yeah. is particularly mm-hmm. dangerous, or even alcohol. Yeah, and alcohol because it'll depress your or your breathing reflex. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you forget to breathe. You don't. You don't die. You just forget to. I mean, you don't die in pain. You just forget to breathe. You go to sleep and. But they're finding people passed out, slumped over in cars all over the country, and you know, again, it's so spooky to me how the exact same thing is happening everywhere. It's eerie. Just like I say, every addict becomes the same person in the end. You know, yes. it's like sort of like Jaws, just looking for the next way right. to get high uh-huh. and doing whatever it takes. And it seems that everyone does the same thing. You know, stealing, you know, prostitution, all of that. Well, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you you know, just to, to, I mean, Hollywood has made um, horror movies where the the being jumps from one individual to the next after right. it's done with the vessel. It jumps to someone else, and that's ultimately what the disease of addiction does. It is just taken over, but the way that it makes people behave is so similar Mm -hmm. in each person. You know, how could anyone think it's not a disease? If you look at, you know, the manifestations of any disease, they Mm -hmm. are pretty much the same from person to person. That's how we figure them out. That's how we are able to give them a name and classify them. You know, and, and there are people out there that say it's not a disease and it's... Oh, there are a lot of people not, that still but, think but that. that. You know, it's bad okay. behavior and immoral, you know, immoral people. 
until it hits their family. And, and choices. I hate it when they say choices, too, because I don't really think it is a choice. I, no, I had I had choices to begin with. But like I said. Well, but when you're. No, like, like I said, when the first time that I got high with heroin. I was mentally hooked. Yeah, I wasn't the physically wasn't hooked. There. No, I, I wasn't physically hooked. So yes, I, I had a choice, but mentally I couldn't process myself past that. So I really, at that point, I was not physically addicted. I, immediately, I was I was mentally addicted. So I just lost one wing or one one piece of that triangle. And the the mental, I think, is probably stronger than the physical, as far as keeping you in the disease. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. So uh, how is you know you 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 make a choice when you're fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and how many kids are not experimenting with stuff like this? The majority of them do. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have the predisposition, it's going to get you. And yes. it's just getting so many people now. It's frightening. And and I would venture to say that that is how it gets you first, mentally. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say it was mentally and then physically. And then, of course, spiritually was just, like, washed away. Right. Well, once and, it, and you're a kid anyway. Most people... Well, I just talked about the geriatrics too, but I think a lot of a lot of the kids that are getting into this, you know, they're so young, mm-hmm. their minds haven't even been formed yet, and the the older people are probably ill, and are prescribed something that you know they can't handle. But how do you know? Right, like the kids aren't the kids aren't busted up. Their backs aren't all busted Sometimes up. And they all, are though. Well, yes, but I mean the majority of them the is, majority is, is inquisitive using, and but yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people that I see. Every day saying, you know, my son had a sports injury. My daughter had her tooth pulled. And, you know, they put her on Vicodin. They put him on Oxycontin. And that was it. So a lot of people do get started using illegal drugs. I'm going to share something real quick. Rick uh, was was going in for surgery. I think he was having his appendix out or something like that. And the um, anesthetist, Mm -hmm. is that what it is? The anesthesiologist, yeah, was saying... um, we have this Valium for you to calm you down. And, and Rick said, no, I'm all set. I'm, I'm an addict and I'm clean. I'm, I'm all set. We have this Valium yeah, for you. you need you need to. And, and Rick said to him, seems to me like you need it more than I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay sitting here. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm probably anxious because I'm going into surgery, but you need to calm down there, Tiger. You know? And it's funny when situations like that arise and you tell on yourself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an addict in recovery or I'm in recovery and I, and I don't drink, I don't do pills, I don't, you know, I don't snort my aspirin today. I jokingly always say that. And people get like all like huffy. Well, no, you need to, no, you no, don't need to know me on the other it. side of those pills. You know, give me those pills, your wallet. Your house, your car, your wife, you know, and then we can have that conversation yep. because that's they don't where I'm going. That. No. They don't teach them that. No, no, they don't, and and that's that's one of the things right there. It's it's um hopefully this new push of national uh, awareness or national disaster. We're, we're training these people properly. We're training these people that you know. We need to we need to train these doctors that it's not okay just to throw medication at people and say come back and see me next week. Yeah, even, and if you're having surgery, don't give an addict an opioid drug if you can possibly help it. It's the worst thing you can do. And and there's never been any pain that I have endured that 
I haven't been able to get through myself. And I will share a story on the other side about that um, when we come back. 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Colin, share a little bit of your experience, strength, and hope. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Did you know that nearly a third of Americans have made us the number one country in obesity rates in the world? It's true. It's time for right choices. Tune in every week for the show that aims to make you healthier. You don't need a lot of time, money, or even need to travel far. Host Dietrich Wright will show you what you can do easily to be more fit, healthier, have more energy, and live a better life overall. Be sure to make us a part of your weekend every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices, as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, everybody. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And if you want, if you're out there listening, go to our Facebook page, which is Miracles in Recovery, you know, Facebook.com, Miracles in Recovery, backslash Miracles in Recovery, and like the page. Share on topics that you would like to hear. If, Like Ellen said, if you want to come on and share a little bit about who you are and what you do, if you work for a recovery organization, or even if you want to share alternative ways of recovery. Those are always good conversations. Usually, I get a lot out of conversations like that because I know what I was taught and I'm sharing what I'm, you know, nothing that I am saying is original thought 
for lack of a better way that this is the way that was shown to me and this is the way that I know. If somebody knows a different way out there, by all means, call in and share it because you may be able to save someone's life that's out there struggling because they're not willing to surrender in a 12-step fashion. And that's okay. You know what I mean? There's there's many different ways to stay clean. There's many different ways to get clean, to get sober. You know, I don't, I'm not one that hangs on words of you have to say this and you have to say that. Um, abstinence is an awesome way to um, speak about it. And there are people out there that struggle with a 12-step program. If there's something that worked for you out there, then by all means, call in and share it because there may be somebody that can yeah, grasp somebody it. Somebody that would need to hear that what you have to say about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and twelve step isn't the only way. There are there are a lot of people who are choosing to look at, at alternative ways to recover. Exactly, because people it, holistically, know. and you know, yeah, with medication assisted therapy, there are all kinds of different or, ways. or even or even the uh, the. Um, the uh, Scientology way there, the Narconon uh, effect, if you want to call it that way, they do it. They do it with uh, um, vitamins. They do it with holistic, and you know that way is a very interesting way. And I could I could probably, you know, talk about it forever, and not have any commonsensical reality of what it is that I'm saying, only because I have only seen it. Like, just expressed to me from different people who have done it. I've never really spoken to somebody who has gone through the program, grasped the program, and made it a productive piece of their of their livelihood. So if you are out there and you're, you have an alternative way, or, or in your eyes, it's the real way. If you have the real way, call in and share. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to share our experience, strength, and hope and hear others so that we can all get better at this. You know, we share about um, how bad it is out there, how, how bad it must be out there. Well, it's absolutely bad because there are people, Ellen said, there are at least 144 people dying a day. That number is small. Yeah, I'm sure I, it's I, more than that probably quite a bit larger than that. The way that um, overdoses are coded, it, it, it is as poisoning rather than as a substance use disorder. So I think there are probably a lot more people who are, you know, presenting to hospitals in emergency situations and there are people who are not, who are not actually given the diagnosis of overdose and that's what it truly is. Oh, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, we do have now a national emergency declared in the United States, mainly because of the opioid Mm -hmm. crisis, but I think uh, there's a meth crisis going along with that, and a lot of of this stuff is coming in from Mexico. But do do those numbers even fit in? Because, like you said, that's that's not considered a... um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's an overdose, or it's or it's a car accident because they're they're whacked out right. on on meth. But is is it declared within that number? I, I don't know all of that. I don't know all no, of that. No, I think you could say that the number is low because of the way that things are, yeah. you know, classified due to the rules of around the coding of of diagnosis. And like I said a couple of shows ago, if, if it's at 144 a day, or the city that I live in is Port St. Lucie, and I think there are a little over 200,000 people in the city. 
How long would it take if it was just pocketed to my city? For all those people to, to be gone. It wouldn't take long at all. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's a wipeout. And that, that's pretty scary. There are people now who are saying we've lost an entire generation to this disease, to this yeah. epidemic. And that, to me, is incredibly sad. And it is incredibly sad that it's taken this long for our government, I think, to actually come together and say we've got to do something. Now, what they're going to do is going to be very interesting. But, you know, I, and, and I'm, I'm just going to put, put everybody on blast. Our local governments have not been up there saying, hey, this is bad. No, no, not you until get a random, this past year yeah. they started doing it in Palm Beach County here. But yeah, you right. get a you get a random governor or a random mayor or somebody because they are related to somebody who ultimately yeah, they died are or now what, experiencing and, it. Yeah, and so now they, they're up there barking. But like when it was the Joneses, yeah, they didn't. Then the Joneses yeah, just had a you know yeah, they were bad just parents. Just don't forget to vote for me. Had a problem, right? Um, you know, so sadly, it's gotten to again this saturation point where we have no choice. It's it's but ugly right in our face, right. and there's something we have to do about it. Hopefully, we will look at it and and somehow get this under control. I don't think we'll ever ultimately wipe it out because we are a a people of uh, a disposable nature. Ooh. Oh, I have a headache. Oh, I better take four Valium. Yeah. Whoa, what? Yeah. You know, the normal person doesn't come home from work and take two oxys. Right. Whereas the normal person may come home from work and drink a glass of wine. That's that's okay. In 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 the world of okayness, you know, I don't think it's okay, but either, people but out there say it's okay. Um, so I don't think we'll ever wipe it out. But I think we need to gain some kind of serious control on it. We're, we're losing a nation. And, you know, with all of the other madness that's going on all over the world, do we really need to take out our loved ones with, with alcohol and drugs? No, I don't think so. No, we don't. And there is such a, a social... I don't even know how to describe it, but, you know, it's cool to get drunk. It's cool to mm-hmm. get high. And... There, there is such a, a social moniker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's you see it on Facebook, you know, and and it's much cooler to get drunk and you know talk about wine and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, what is the difference, really? You know, it's funny. I, I you say it's cool, and and I've I've seen pictures of me. And sadly, some of them the last few years didn't look that good. But when I was younger, it was always cool to be in a picture with a beer in your hand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was just, just dumb. I, I was looking at a picture this morning on Facebook of, of uh, someone I know, and he was standing there with a beer in his hand, and my first reaction was, idiot. Yeah. You know, like, do you really need to, wow, you're cool, you got a beer in your hand. No. Put it down, take the picture, and pick it back up again if you want. Everybody want you want to show everybody you're cool because you drank a, you're drinking a beer. No, it's not cool. I mean, it you know it's 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 acceptable, but transgress that into having a needle in your hand during that picture, or or a thing of pills, or no, it's not acceptable. Yeah, so there is no difference. There is truly no difference. The the effects. And the long-term effects in particular for, for people who have the disease and, you know, once they start drinking, they're off to the races. 
I, right. I just I wish that our whole society didn't focus so much on let's have a party and everybody get high on something. You know, it's not cool. And there should be other things that you can do at a party besides that. Yeah, because like, I mean, I've, I've had to go to weddings. I've had to go to parties. I've had to do all of these things. And it my first need was not to grab a beer. Right. So if I can do it, you know, I mean, we're not, like I said, we're never going to get everyone um, on the same page. But hopefully we can force at least these companies that are making killer money, and I'm not kidding when I say killer yeah. money, um, to we can regulate them somehow. We can do something to save this this uh, and it's not even a generation man it's 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 yeah, everybody in the to nation save, save our country to yeah. save and and people around the world because it's happening in other countries just like it is in ours oh absolutely i'm sure the us is the worst but that's people in the us saying it who knows but these people wouldn't be listening to us in russia and that's china and true. indonesia and everything that's like that if true. there wasn't a problem over there these may be parents that don't know how to get the help that they need in some of the struggling countries that we're fortunate, but we do as Americans live in a disposable society. We well, just we throw do everything at away. least have a national recognition of addiction as a disease, you know, of the 12 step process being one way mm-hmm. for not only the addict or the alcoholic, but also their family right. to get some support. And I think the biggest thing about those programs is the fellowship and support that you get for you know with people who aren't going to go out and get drunk or get high or are trying not to no exactly you know and that you know the the so you can do things together that don't revolve around drinking and getting high because that seems to be what everyone wants to do it's so hard to change that mindset it took me forever to change my mindset yeah. and it was it was near death experiences it was it was getting to you know that saturation point and you know your average buffoon up the street that's at that's at the uh, at the beer fest doesn't have the recognition that somewhere down the road his life is going to be disastrous and he right. may kill his children in a, in a drunk driving accident. Sad reality, but that is the reality. There are That's the, true. And yeah. I can remember, and I'm not, you know, I don't even have the disease, but I can remember thinking, well, I can't imagine going to a party where people aren't drinking. What fun would that be? Yeah, they were the lames. Yeah. yeah. You know. Now, the last thing I want to do yeah. is go hang yeah. around with those people. Is be around knuckleheads that are all yeah, ripped that are up. All, yeah. yeah, not fun. No. Not and, fun. And I was one of those people that were all ripped up, and I just thought it was all part of the, like, I, I feel so foreign at a wedding now, I, you know, and it's not because... There's a lot of people that are sober at weddings. There's right. a lot of people that are cleaner at weddings today because of the society that we live in. There's a lot of people who have experienced despair, saturation, bottom, whatever you want to call it, and have pulled themselves up, you know, pulled the nose up a little bit, and, and, and they're doing okay. They're becoming productive members of society. But the way that I live my life, I don't necessarily know on a national forum shows it shows in a community but i don't necessarily know because there aren't many people up there that have a national have national recognition even movie stars don't really come out and say you know only starting to only yeah well only on certain occasions they're like oh yeah yeah yeah, i'm clean because it's convenient 
or yeah, I'm well, clean. I'm clean, and I do have this new movie that's coming out. Yeah, you know, or so recognize me because you hadn't seen much of me lately. Right, and you know, we we could go on and on and on about it, but we're out of time again. So, Ellen, is there anything you need to say? We have about thirty seconds left. No, I would just like to say thank you for listening. Please give us a call the next time we're on. And with Miracles in Recovery, hope Hope is is in in your your corner. corner. Have a good night, everyone. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.